This week on the podcast, Carrie and I are talking to two of our friends who are sharing 10 tips for first-time visitors to Walt Disney World with kids. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Hi, Carrie. Hi. You ready for this week? You're oh, taking yeah. a bit of you're taking a bit of a break this week. Absolutely. It's like we got the <laughs> night off. <laughs> we do. We we've been talking about doing an episode like this for a while now. And since you and I don't have any kids, we felt like we were not equipped to do an episode about tips for people traveling for the first time with kids. Right. We needed to some experts. So we called them. Yes, and we're lucky. This week we have two experts with us. We have Kimberly and Amy, both from Pure Magic Vacations, both good friends of ours that we have traveled with and known for years. So we're really excited. Ladies, hi. Welcome to the show. Hey. hey thanks for having us on. Hey. So both of you are agents at Pure Magic Vacations, but we've traveled with you um well, I've actually met you both in the parks with your kids as well, uh, and we've also done some trips without kids and things like that, but um, we're really excited to have you guys here, and I know you've come prepared with a list of tips and tricks for first-timers visiting Walt Disney World with kids. Yes, absolutely. It's a, it's a pretty overwhelming thing. So I was looking online um, the other day and I saw a lot of people talking about this topic and it's so overwhelming for people that have never been to the parks and especially when you're planning with kids. And can you guys, like, how long have you, so Amy, how long have you been visiting Walt Disney World and you were visiting before you had your son, right? Uh, well, before we had Nate, uh, I hadn't been there since I was 14 years old. So um, the first time that he went with me was when he was around five or six. That's incredible. And Kimberly, you have twins, but you have three kids. Yes. And you've been visiting for years. So, yeah, we have been going for about 10 years now. And uh, I never got to go as a child, um, but I've always been a huge Disney fan. So I didn't get to go till I was about 30. And I planned and planned and planned for years and saved every penny so that I could take the kids. And uh, yeah, I thought we were going to do our one and only trip. Um, but anyway, it ended up being a, a bit more, <laughs> more than one trip. So we try and go at least once a year, usually a couple of times a year. We just absolutely love it. See, and that is probably, I don't know if that's one of your tips, but I'm going to steal it right now, is the tip is that if you think you're only going once, you're wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? This is going to be our only trip. Yeah, we want to do then, it right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> over yes. and over and over. Absolutely. And I think and that's one of the things you guys must hear it all the time when you're planning vacations for people and they say, Oh, I want to make it special. It's going to be my one and only time taking the kids. Yeah, yep, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they call us the next year and then the next year. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And the kids get older and their needs change. So that's kind of neat to see that happen. Too. Yeah, that's true. That's very, okay. So now we're going to we're in, we're going to end up going into all your tips and tricks. But between the two of you, I think you have 10. Um, and we so we're going to preface it before we even get started that obviously things are a little different. Everything's in flux every day. Stuff's changing with the pandemic. So what we're talking about is might be relevant right now or might be relevant as soon as stuff gets a little bit more quote unquote back to normal. So there's stuff that you're going to be talking about that is pre pandemic and hopefully soon to come back. And depending yes. on when you're listening to this episode, maybe already back. So definitely check with your travel agent before you go about what's available to you, uh, depending on when you're going. So I'll just preface it with that. So we don't have to cover that every time we talk about a tip. Okay, so who wants to go first? <laughs> I 
Go for it, Kimberly. Okay. All right, Kimberly, you start with your, your tip number one. Okay, tip number one for me is bring a stroller. So especially if you have little ones, but even, um, I think we brought our stroller even when the twins were six, uh, just because it's so handy to have with you. Not only for them to have a rest, because it is a ton of walking. Like you don't realize how much walking you're actually going to do in a given day in the parks. Um, you know, you can easily do about 10 kilometers of walking. So that's hard for little ones. So definitely a stroller. Um, and then another tip with the stroller is that you can park it in stroller parking anywhere in the parks and leave it for as long as you like. So um, that's why we brought it when the, the kids were a little bit older too. So we kind of used it not as a locker, but kind of where we could leave some stuff. Our backpack could stand her there or costumes that they wanted to bring. Um, it was just handy to, to have for sure. So bring a stroller or rent a stroller. You can also rent strollers when you're down there. So um, your travel agent can help you with that too, if you need help with renting one. That's a good one. Cause you don't even think about, it's a lot of walking for the adults and their leg and the kids legs are so small. So they're doing like twice as many steps as you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that stroller's handy, even if nobody's sitting in it. It's a great drink holder. It holds your, your purse, your whatever your you buy. Shopping. Everything. <laughs> it becomes the family stroller. That's a good one. Oh, that's never, a good yeah. one. I never really thought of it much because of the having kids, but I had someone say to me that, like, the the resting, like just to have a place for them to sit because there's not always a place for them to sit or have a quick nap. Like even when they're six, they might want to just have a little snooze. And as long as they fit in the stroller, they can have a snooze. And I was like, that's a brilliant idea. <laughs> I never really thought about parking it. Like, but yeah, you could park it for most of the day until, until that little siesta needs to happen or the, or the quiet time or whatever. Park that bad boy back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think of those things, but that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I wish we had a place to just little have that yesterday in the afternoon. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see Carrie's mind thinking of how do I make this happen. Okay. Well, it's really if you have a, if if your kids are smaller, they would be able to fit, like as they got older, as long as they could fit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a very viable tip. Very. Yeah, it's a good one. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, Amy, what, we're going to alternate, right? So we'll do, so that was the first tip. That's a good one. Amy, what's yours? So these are in no uh, particular order. I just jotted down my ideas. But the first one that I thought of was that um, first-time families should definitely invest in the Memory Maker PhotoPass service and then use it as much as you can. So every time you're in one of the theme parks and you see one of those PhotoPass photographers, you might have to wait for a couple of other families to go ahead of you, but getting those iconic family photos where everybody gets to be in the picture. And, you know, like so many families will have lots of pictures of one parent and the kids yes. or, or just the kids, but maybe not all of the family members. It's a really good chance to get some beautiful family photos in amazing with amazing you know, scenery and behind and everybody gets to be in the picture. And if you're there with, you know, grandparents, then you get those family photos with your extended family too, which is really special. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because there's so often, like, I don't know, obviously, before Memory Maker and stuff, but when I look back on, on our pictures, family photos from, from childhood, there's always someone missing, because someone had to take the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, back in those days, obviously, you didn't even know if the picture turned out. So sometimes all our heads were missing. But like, oh my right? gosh. <laughs> but with the memory maker, they have like the lighting is perfect. The shots are perfect. The scenery, sometimes they put a little magic in it. Yeah, and you get to see them pretty soon, almost right away after you have your photos taken. And not to mention the the attraction photos, which on select attractions, you'll have those funny pictures like you know in the haunted mansion i have a funny picture of my son and he swears he wasn't nervous or scared but in the picture he's like, <laughs> you know he's got this look on his face like he's really nervous so, um you know or the fun couples ones where you're sort of like screaming on a roller coaster together and w you're never going to get a picture like that yourself that's so. a, yeah that's such a good one and when they're little too it's great memories that you're making so you want to make sure you're capturing yeah. those well, that's a good one. Okay, memory maker. And, you know, I feel like I should list these out at, at the end, but 
Um, people can rewind and listen again. Okay, Kimberly. <laughs> Are you making notes? Well, I'm just writing down the numbers so that I know when we get to 10. Because, you know, I'm just going to, I could just keep going. Anyway, Kimberly. <laughs> okay. My next one is to always have snacks and a water bottle on hand. So um, there's no end of snacks in the parks that you can get, but uh, you can also bring in snacks from home. So little ones, especially like their Cheerios or their fishy crackers or granola bars. So um, we usually brought some of those just to have on hand for, you know, if you're waiting in line and the kids all of a sudden become hangry and you need to get them a snack really quick. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just it's nice to have some extra snacks on hand that, you know, the kids will eat, especially if you have picky eaters. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Like, it's hard to believe there'd be a picky eater that doesn't want to gnaw on a pretzel, but it's, it's true. It happens. That, that does <laughs> That's exist, true. right? Oh, yeah. There's, there's oh, and people popcorn. That don't they want eat popcorn those. the whole time. But you have to, sometimes you have to eat something other than popcorn or Mickey pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Because you, you'd end up, you could be snacking on some not so healthy stuff all the time if they get hungry all day, every day. And a water bottle. I like to hear that because, you know, I like to make sure everybody's hydrated. So the water bottle is uh, <laughs> the water bottle is important to everyone. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think if you had if you had kids that were picky, though, I know when I have traveled with children, my niece and nephew, when they were little and they were very particular. Like they liked they liked Canadian ketchup and they liked that you know they they loved chicken fingers but they didn't really love the chicken they only liked like one of the dipping sauces in the entire four parks so you got all of when you went to there the first time you asked them for a bag of the dipping sauce so every single chicken nugget place you went to you could give them the dipping sauce from the first place so having familiar stuff right like yeah. I guess if you brought snacks like. You bought yeah, comforts yeah of stuff home. like that if they if they were a little bit picky. Yeah. But I I'll, I'll never forget that with with those guys. Like I'm like, what do you mean you don't like the ketchup? They're McDonald's French fries. Like this is back when you could get McDonald's French fries. Like they're delicious, but yeah, and kids will have like weird sugar crashes too. Yeah, they can have that like sugar crash kind of thing where you like you need a granola bar stat and you don't want to wait in line but. because it can really ruin their day, right? Like if, if you if you let that sort of that feeling when they're hungry and they're cranky, if you just let that fester, it can snowball pretty quickly. So having a snack on hand, I'm sure is a familiar snack too. And yeah. Carrie, I totally get what you're saying about it's not just kids. Those chicken fingers, <laughs> they have and I know what you're talking about because years ago there was like I think it was Epcot. You could you was the only place you could get like a sweet and sour dip for your chicken fingers. And now you can't get it anywhere. It's like barbecue or or nothing. Like well, and the sweet and sour wasn't like our wasn't like the sweet and sour we had, and that's no. where like we had like I think that they would usually bring after the first trip bring sweet and sour dipping sauce from home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my kids just want honey. They won't have any of the sauce. They just want honey, and you can't get that in the park. So. Oh, honey, that's a good yeah. thing. It's always honey mustard. They're like, no, I don't want honey mustard. It's I know. not sweet. It's close. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> not no. to the kids. <laughs> no, it's not. I agree with them. And heaven, we can't eat the we can't eat the chicken fingers naked without any dipping no. sauce. <laughs> you know, we'd rather we'll starve. We, we will we will eat when we get home from vacation then. That's okay, mom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's so true okay so that's a good one having the snacks from home and having like them with you in the water bottle okay amy it's number four this is number four tip okay my next tip is decide on a souvenir strategy and tell your kids about it before your vacation or when you arrive because they're going to be tempted and they're going to want something in every shop every corner that you pass by And um, you might decide you want, you know, one special big souvenir before the end of your trip or one small thing each day or whatever works for you and your budget. Wow, that's a good one. Having a plan before you go for how you're going to spend that money. And are they going to get a souvenir every day, a little one, or do they just have money that they're going to spend? Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's Ima- good. yeah. Imagine like how we feel when we walk through and see merchandise. Imagine being a little person without a credit card and just <laughs> and never seeing anything yeah. like that ever in your life. Like store after like the every store is made for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
I know how that feels because it's made for us too. <laughs> it's a real feel, but except those yes. little people don't have credit cards in their purses. <laughs> they might not even have a purse. Yeah. Yeah, Poor that's things. a good, that is such a good idea. We usually have a deal with the kids, like when we travel with our family kids, you know, that they know I'm going to buy them something, my sister's going to buy them something, and it's going to be whatever they choose. But, you know, it depends on the kids, because we've been where they're like waiting till the last day, they want to survey everything they see in the park before they make their decision. <laughs> and then we went with a friend's kids, um, and he, both of his boys, there was one boy that was like, no, I'm going to wait. I want to make sure I survey everything. And the little one, it was like day one, first store. I want that. Like he was, he was done. And then he spent the rest of the week saying, oh, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother flaunting, I still have my gift to get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it can help with mom and dad's budgeting as well to know that you're not going to spend, you know, too much on your on your souvenirs it's fun to pick up things and you want t-shirts and but everything under the sun yeah (laughs) you can have to figure out what works best for you and you know what your kids personalities are like and what will work best for them too yeah that's a good idea maybe maybe we should institute that for adults (laughs) when we go what's our strategy t-shirt budget budget. (laughs) yeah (laughs) t-shirt budget that's a good idea everybody gets an envelope Sorry. We give our kids each a gift card before we go, and and sometimes we'll ask family members for a birthday if we know it's coming up that, you know, just get them a Disney gift card so that they know how much money they have to spend, and that's that. So that's yeah. a great idea. Yep. And that's that's. Do they ever spend it on food or snacks or no? They try to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes we let them. Sometimes we don't. It depends what they're they're trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. See, and this this could be that is the date. That's like giving a little one a credit card, right? Look, you can spend on whatever. Do you find as the kids has they as they've went on more and more trips, are they different with these souvenirs than when they were younger, or or I guess I guess it depends how much they love merchandise and love things as they get older. But is it is it harder or easier for them as they get older to decide how they want to spend their money? Do you know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, no, that they. they they're actually very smart all of them and they will wait for towards the end of the trip to decide what they want to buy and the whole time they'll be like okay I think I want that and then the next day they'll maybe change their mind or um but they're all very like my son always wants to get a stuffy so he's it's pretty set for him he knows what he wants to get and my oldest daughter usually wants to get jewelry of some sort so uh, just one of them kind of struggles with what to get (laughs) know what they they know what they want yeah yeah yeah. Because like, I would think when you're like little, 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 like it would be hard to even help them understand, you know, that they can't have everything or, the, or you know, there'll be some like, wait till you see what we see tomorrow or, or, you know, all they see is 5,000 else and on of things, right? Like to really, but when they get older, I guess they have, they determine what their tastes are, what they may collect, perhaps. Yes. Like stuffies. <laughs> yes. Amy, what does your son buy? Like, does he have something that is totally this is along the lines of what he wants? Or does he mix it up all the time? Uh, he's a bit of a mixed bag. We do tend to always visit the Lego store at Disney mm-hmm. Springs. And he likes to participate in the little um, building activity that they normally have on the outside of the store they've got like a little building stations and they'll have a cast member there help the kids make something and then they can race it and then you can buy the pieces that they built the item out of so that they can take it home so he usually likes to do that hopefully that will be something he'll be able to do again in the future uh usually a lego is is on the list um but he's not he knows he gets to go more than once (laughs) (laughs) so he's pretty good about um choosing sort of one thing on the trip and now he's into pin trading as well so um he likes to look at the pins so yes and press pennies and stuff like that so those things are fun souvenirs that don't cost a lot very true okay that was it that was a good one a souvenir strategy okay now this is tip number five kimberly okay this one i'm going to put in the middle just because it's a bit more of a serious one um but it's yeah. So <laughs> my recommendation is that you pack a small pharmacy with <laughs> children's medication 
And also make sure that you have insurance coverage for your little ones as well, because you think of medical insurance for adults, but you don't know what's going to happen. Because on our very first trip ever to Walt Disney World Resort, my son got very sick and actually ended up in a merge um, with some kind of infection. We never know to this day what it was, but um, needed antibiotics. And he was very, very sick. So, um, you know, children's Tylenol is handy to have on hand, you know even cough and cold medicine and I mean you can buy them at the resorts but obviously it comes with a higher price tag so it's just kind of handy to have it on hand whether you need it on the flight or at the resort or in the parks it's just just something to have on hand and to think about yeah that is smart I mean obviously is Carrie makes fun of me because I usually carry like just for me my own personal pharmacy of stuff because sometimes you can't get what you get at home And if you know something works for them and you know this kind of children's Tylenol or this kind of cough syrup or whatever works for them, then why not take it with you? So you're not having to deal with trying to figure that stuff out when you get there. Yes, exactly. And the insurance, that's a really good point um, because you don't, you never want to think about that stuff happening. Um, But how scary to be there and for him to get sick and end up in, in a merge. Mm-hmm. It was scary. It was very scary. Um, but anyhow, the, the cast members were amazing at our resort and the, the hospital staff at Celebration Hospital was wonderful. So, um, And thankfully, we did have great insurance coverage through my husband's uh, employment. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, yes, very important to check before you go. Definitely. Your insurance coverage, for sure. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's definitely something we always stress with clients and to make sure that you know what's covered. Very good. It's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, Amy, you've got number six. So this is somewhat related to what Kimberly was just saying, but I always tell my clients it's great to have all these plans in place and have an itinerary and reservations and all of these different things planned, but be prepared that all of those plans might just go out the window. Um, Know that you don't know (laughs) everything that could or might happen on your vacation, Um, especially if you've never taken your kids on a theme park vacation before. You might not be aware of how they'll respond to different situations or um, stimulus in the park. Some parts of the theme parks can be really overstimulating for some kids, And most parents are pretty in tune with their kids and they know that that might be something they need to be concerned with. But, um, you know, the first time we went, it was just my son, Nate, and I, and I had all of these great, you know, ideas about um, the rides we were going to go on together and these experiences we were going to have. But he was afraid of a lot of things and uh, his reactions were very, like, he was very nervous Mm -hmm. of a lot of stuff, like, simple thing like kids rides like the little mermaid you know sitting in the shell (laughs) and you know he didn't want to do that and I got very upset because I you know all my dreams were falling apart (laughs) Um, I sort of realized like I need to meet him where he's at and do what he wants to do and um, we did compromise on a few things but being able to um be flexible and say, okay, well, that plan's not going to work. Forcing him to do things that aren't going to be fun or going to be upsetting isn't going to be fun for anybody. So um, when I relaxed, it became a lot more fun and we had a great rest of our trip. Um, I also always tell my clients to um, don't feel like you are out of the ordinary if your family has some kind of a meltdown while you're on vacation (laughs) because... Uh, meltdowns happen and they can happen to all members of the family. They can happen to mom, dad, or the kids. So it's not unusual for families to split up a little bit throughout the vacation as well. You're not used to being together 24 seven in the Florida heat in the theme parks and Mm -hmm. uh, hotels. So splitting up and doing different things can sort of help prevent those meltdowns and uh, having all those plans go out the window. That's That's a great one. That's a good tip. When you th- think about the meltdowns, well, first you got to think, even them being scared, it's out of their element. When you really sit and think about it, they're watching these cartoons and things on TV, and then you take them somewhere and they get to see Mickey Mouse, but he's ginormous. 
in comparison to the little guy that's on the TV. Like he's real sized. How scary is that when you yeah. th- when you think about it from their eyes? It's yeah, it's it's pretty it, that can be very intimidating. I think even if they know that's what it's going to be when they see it in person, when that fuzzy five foot thing is standing in front of them, all of a sudden they're like, mm, I thought I was ready, but I'm not. I'm not ready. I think for I think it's almost impossible sometimes. Well, like I'm thinking when you're first starting to plan a Walt Disney World trip, I remember when I first started planning as an adult, like I had binders like with tabs and menus and, and everything for did. like a big fan, but for a big family vacation, like my first couple trips were big family, big family vacations. And, and like what you're saying about having to ha- be flexible and understand that things need to change and people get hangry and everyone can melt down. But it's all like in the beginning, it's um, it can almost be impossible. Maybe it's a little bit different now with apps and all the information out there, but it's it, it's almost impossible to not go a little crazy with your planning, right? To have mm-hmm. everything all planned to a T. Yeah. To then, but yeah. Yeah, Disney vacations. I think are really like if you're a type A planner personality and you love to really immerse yourself in a project like Disney vacation planning is probably right up your alley. So it's especially upsetting when you get to that vacation and then all of a sudden all of the hours that you put into it, you know, get messed up. And we've all seen those families. <laughs> like we've seen the kids on the sidewalk or, yeah. <laughs> or the dad the or, how about the dads, or whatever. Cause they're hangry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we and you know what? Sometimes it's some of the best memories. So my nephew, who listens to the podcast, uh, is probably going to kill me. But whatever. When he was a do kid. it. He hasn't come oh, on yeah. the podcast. Spill right? the beans. Like seriously, we some of our best memories of him and Walt Disney World is when he was having a meltdown. Like there was, there was, I can't even remember what he was mad at, but his mom like told him he couldn't have something or whatever. And we have this picture. I don't know why we snapped it right at that moment. And it was right after he walked up and he kicked her in the, like he hauled, she was sitting on a bench and he just kicked her and, and somehow I had a picture of it. So yeah, we talk, we talk about the day that he kicked her. Um, and then the other time when he was having a meltdown and, and she made him go sit and he had to just sit still and a cast member thought he was lost because he was sitting crying and it was like no he's on a timeout um (laughs) but yeah some of the but now we laugh about it now that he's an adult Uh, well you know what i think too like i think that when that disney is so special like i think you're right all everybody has meltdowns everybody has has something Mm -hmm. going on and you do see things happen in the park and you see mom's mad and dad's mad and kids melting down and then i always think and you see you see it happening right like across a trip you'll see it happen multiple times or people are struggling they're hot they're whatever they're grumpy they're sleepy they're sad they're whatever or they're happy they're but one of the dwarfs they're one of the dwarfs <laughs> but but then i think like that part like you know if it's something like you're remembering kicking his mom or whatever but when you go home like you only re- like it's a happy memories right like like i yeah. think that's the thing right you remember like that bubble you're in and that wonderful bit of Disney, like, you know, meltdowns do happen, but you come home and what do you do? You're like, I got to go. Okay. When are we going to go back? Is it one year? Is it two year? And you start planning again. Yeah. So, you know, that stuff happens, but like Disney's just so wonderful. Um, it- yeah, you know, like put put that put your put your family in another spot with those types of meltdowns, whatever. Like, would you come home and think the vacation was that magical at the end? No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it's just such a wonderful place that. That all of that stuff just kind of, I don't oh, know, it just kind of sure. makes it, makes it, forget, for, it makes it, for, uh, makes it forgettable, <laughs> not unforgettable, forgettable. <laughs> and it, you know what? And it, it's so, because it's such a good tip. Um, it's such a good tip, Amy, because you know that everybody's probably going to have a period of that during the trip. And it's so important for everyone to remember, like, you're not alone. Everybody's going through it. And don't be embarrassed. Don't be whatever. Like, it is, it's happened to everybody. Yeah. And it's a it's a great story for the future to torment exactly. your kids yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. As they get older, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And, and having, and just remembering that those things happen, that that's okay. As much as you have it all planned to a T, that stuff happens. And, and yeah. You, Whatever. Maybe you can't wrap your head around it before the trip because you're collating <laughs> your binders or your, I don't know, your, maybe people don't do that. They've got their apps now. But, um, 
but yeah, it's, it's all but good. Yeah. And, and I love what Amy said, like she could see her dreams falling apart mm-hmm. in, in this, right? Because you, as an adult, you're putting so much on this. I'm going to make this, this special memory for, <laughs> for my kids. And, and now they're ruining it. because <laughs> They're having a meltdown. It's so great. And then two minutes later, you see a magical moment and then a tear is coming out of Amy's <laughs> eyes. And she's forgotten about that. Again, back to the Absolutely. Disney feels. So that's awesome. That's a good one, Amy. Okay, so Kimberly, we're now on number seven. Okay, so this one uh, will kind of complement Amy's uh, last one. But mine is to try and involve the kids in some of the planning um, and to make sure that you are doing some pre-planning when you can so that you can get those character um, dining meals that you might want uh, or the princess makeovers or all the kid-specific things that you can do in the parks. Um I know a lot of people like to surprise their kids with trips, but if it's not a surprise, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend um, involving the kids in the planning, even checking out some of the rides, what they might be, just to get an idea of what the kids might ride or might not want to ride, um, just kind of helps narrows down what you want to do. Because like Amy said, you're not going to do everything um, and plans will fall apart, but having a kind of an idea of what you want to do when you're there is, is a good idea, I think. Yeah, and having them involved in that discussion really helps them be invested in in seeing how the trip is going to turn out. Yeah, and it's fun. Planning is fun, and it's, it's, yeah, part of the excitement, and it's building up all the excitement of going. Do you find a lot of of your clients, do they like to keep, do they like to keep it a secret, or or do you find, like, what do you think is the, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'd say about half and half. Like, a lot of them do want to surprise their kids. Um, but a lot of them do know, so. Because, yeah, I could see the pros and cons to both. <laughs> yeah, and we've done both. We've surprised our kids twice with, with trips. Um, the one time my son freaked out, though. He didn't want to go to Disney World. He wanted to go to swimming lessons, so. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> yeah. We sur- we sur- yeah, that one backfired, so. It was a surprise. We're going to Walt Disney World, and he's like, no, I want to go to swimming lessons tonight. <laughs> And we have it all on video. So, I mean, that's a good memory, too. Oh, my gosh. See, these are the memories on video that you can show at his wedding. Yeah. As part of the. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. (laughs) Have you ever surprised your son, Amy, with a trip? Or is it always planned in advance? Like, is he always part of the planning? He is. Yeah. I sometimes have said I would keep something a secret, <laughs> but it's, I don't, I'm terrible at it and I would much rather have him in on it with me. Yeah. So uh, we rarely keep it a secret. Maybe, maybe some aspect of the trip mm. might be a secret. Good plan. But not so yeah, you could do like a dining reservation or something like that. Keep that like a special, special kind of Surprise. event or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, we did a we did one night hotel stay that was a switch to a different property, and we we kept we told them it was time to go home, but really we pulled up to oh, the yacht club fun. for a night. So that was exciting. That's fun. <laughs> Guess what? We're staying another night. <laughs> That's cool. Okay, Amy, you are number eight. Okay, my next tip. Oh, that was a great segue. I didn't even do that on purpose, but it was to build. Um, Build a resort or rest day into your plans. So I always do this for my clients when I'm planning their itinerary with them is I would always recommend after doing a couple of full days in the theme parks to throw a rest day in the middle so that the family can really, you know, experience whatever there is to experience at the resort, go swimming, get some rest, enjoy some yummy food and just kind of chill out. Um, and re-energize for the next day back in a theme That's park. A, yeah. A rest is so important. Well, I, I mean, I think it's important for adults, but I can <laughs> right? imagine yeah. how important it is for a little body. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, And even to enjoy the resorts, there's so much stuff to do with the resorts. I really feel like people don't take advantage of it enough. I know. And there's the whole, you know, the recreation guide will be there. And so there's like movies under the stars or a campfire or there's, you know, activities for kids to do. There's, you know, what I've seen them doing like tie dye, all kinds of different stuff. And so 
yeah, imagine not being able to experience any of that. You'd sort of feel like you. Well, I think some people bit. will come back and not go in the pool or not see the pool or or not even know that stuff exists. It's kind of like me, you know. And I understand the first trip, you get excited. You want to do everything and see everything and think you can conquer the world. <laughs> but then you realize it takes like 72 trips. But but yeah, yeah. it's such a good thing to do. And people... It is. Really and you think about, like, about it. The, the resorts have so much to offer. And when, when you think of Walt Disney World, everyone automatically thinks of the parks. But there's just so much more. And if you don't plan that day in, you're going to miss it. And you're spending all that money on a hotel. And and it also makes it, it makes the like the family experience different because then you do get that rest to, and time to spend with the family that's not running around in the parks and going crazy and and things like that. It's um, it's important to have that rest day. I usually like as an adult, my rest day is more shopping than it is <laughs> pool time. <laughs> well, that can be very different restorative. Type of rest, <laughs> different kind rest. of rest. Yes, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, though, Amy. Okay, so number nine is back to Kimberly. Okay, my last one is don't wait. So don't wait until the perfect age for your kids to go. Um, We, like I said earlier, we were waiting. um, We saved all our money (laughs) to go for our one and only trip to Walt Disney World Resort. And I regret not going sooner. So the twins were four and my oldest daughter was seven when we went for the first time. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I definitely recommend going as soon as you can. I got to see my uh, nephew go when he wasn't even a year old. And it was just the sweetest thing seeing him with the characters and seeing his reactions to, you know, they can do the rides too. And on the safari at animal kingdom and um, yeah, don't wait. And, and children that are three and under are free. So <laughs> had I known that I could have taken the twins for, you know, and I tell them that, you know, if your child's turning three, if you show up when they're two, they're like going to be free for the whole trip, even though they're turning three during your trip. So that's a great time to go. And I really, I really wish we had done that when with the twins. <laughs> I've heard some families say they want to go because they want the kids to remember the trip when they're too little. They're not even going to remember it, but I say, but you will remember it and you'll remember the experience that you had. So yeah, I agree with you. Completely, Absolutely. Completely. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah, and I think with videos and pictures now and everybody's so able to capture those moments that these are moments you can show them later. They may not remember it, but you can show it back to them. But seeing it through a little one's eyes when they're that small, it's just, it's priceless. It's just priceless. And yeah, I and some of my favorite memories of Andrew is when he was like really, really tiny in the park and he doesn't remember them, um, but I do. You know, we lost them once in the Magic Kingdom. I think I've told this story. We lost them once in the Magic Kingdom. There were like seven adults, one kid. We lost them. I don't know how it happened. And then we were all like in a panic. And and it was like literally seconds, but it felt like an eternity. And we turned around. And this was the time when the characters roamed the parks. And we turned around. And there he was attached to the bottom of Winnie the Pooh's leg. Like this bear is trying to walk through the Magic Kingdom and he's got this boy attached to the bottom. Like, you know, his little stumpy legs or whatever. Oh, my God, it was priceless. So, yes, um, he doesn't remember that, of course, but um, but we do. So, yeah, that's a great one. Don't wait. Yeah, Take do the- it. Just, just do it. Do it. Just do it. <laughs> well, I think yeah, now, like with it. all of the, you know, you have that memory maker and a, and a thousand pictures when you come home and, and we're so connected to technology and taking videos like the kids will be watching these videos and looking through albums or books that you printed or whatever, swiping on their little iPads like they'll see these pictures. And I think that helps them remember it as they get older. Right. And again, it's not going to be the first trip. You're probably going back again and again and again. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, I think it'll all be it'll just be Disney is where they went, where they always where they always went right whether they remembered or not but yeah there's so many ways to capture those memories for them to 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 look back on so not the grainy pictures from 1975 (laughs) well and that's the hard part is that winnie the pooh or is that my head's cut off in so many of them and they just yeah it's yeah for sure now you get real pictures where you can see the kids 
That's awesome. Okay, so tip number 10. Amy, you have the final tip. Okay, my last tip is accept that you might not see and do everything. In fact, I can guarantee you won't unless you're staying for a month. (laughs) Because, well, Disney World is massive and there are so many attractions, shows, meals, treats, transportation, shopping experiences, swimming pools, you name it. There are too many for you to do all of it in one trip. So make sure you prioritize the things that you absolutely don't want to miss. And uh, your travel agent or vacation specialist can (laughs) help you uh, prioritize those things. And and usually we'll know um, what are the more highly sought after experiences that you'll want to prioritize. Yes, good Mm -hmm. point. And what you don't do the first time, you do your second trip. (laughs) I like that. Like you make a list of your absolute must-dos. I usually ask my clients to give me their wish list. And then I work with them to make sure that they they don't miss out on the things that are really important to them. That's a good idea. Figure out what's really what's critical, what's a must do, and then the rest are kind of nice nice to haves. And then you know that you're gonna well you're gonna be back. Like it, honestly, in the amount of times all four of us have gone to Walt Disney World, none of us have seen and done everything. And and we never will because the park is always updating and changing and there's always something new to see and do. And yeah, that's the beauty of it. Like when people say, why do you keep Are you going to Disney again? Yes, because there's <laughs> something that I didn't do the last trip that now I need to do. And there's always something. And that's why we have to we keep going back because there's always something new. Yeah. It is. It's very different. And I was replying to someone on Instagram today. They said if we were, it was Lou Mangello, and we were saying, it said, I'm just saying that because, you know, like we're <laughs> friends now. <laughs> but yeah, okay, name dropper. <laughs> you beat me to it, Amy. That's, I was trying to spit it out. <laughs> but he had a thing. He was in Hollywood Studios, and he said, if we were in Hollywood, if you were here with me in Hollywood Studios, where would we go first? And it was like, all of a sudden, my brain went into overload of, well, would I go get some carrot cake? Would I go here? What would I? Oh, my goodness. And then it was like, oh, my goodness, I would go Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. I haven't ridden it yet. It's so good. You Have you ridden it, Kimberly? Yeah. Yes, we were there in March of 2020 before everything happened. So we were lucky enough to ride it the day after it opened. Oh, my awesome. goodness. I'm so jealous. <laughs> That was a good list of tips, ladies. This is why, Carrie, you call in the professionals. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I had a hard time picking five. Like, there was, I had a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to both of you at some point, and you were both like, you know, there's so much to cover. And I mean, this, this just tip the iceberg of why people come to you to book their vacations, because this is the kind of insight that you can customize for people when they're going, right? It's because it is so different and personal to every family. So having someone that's kind of personally in your corner, helping you figure out what's the must do's, what you should do, what you could avoid, what's not worth it, you know, all of that kind of tips and tricks that are, that are specific to your family. Yeah. And I think both Kimberly and I could sit and talk about this stuff like, all night, all day, no problems. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun to think about returning as soon as we can and, and uh, helping more people have those fun experiences. You're helping to make magic and, and these memories for these families. It's so, it's so special. It's so wonderful. Thank you both so much for sharing your tips with us. Thank you so much for having us on. That was so much fun. Yeah, thanks so much. Oh, it was it was good. It, Carrie, you love this, right? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but of course, you both because you both listen to the podcast, so you know how this goes, right? Like we're at the end of the show. Now it's time you got to share something that brought you pixie dust this week: joy, happiness, anything that made you smile. So, um, Amy, why don't we let you go first and and let you share what your pixie dust is of the week? Well, my pixie dust is that my family is booked to sail on the Disney Wish next year. Yay! 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 (laughs) Very excited. I was supposed to sail on a Disney cruise um, in April of 2020, but of course, I wasn't able to. So having some 
other booking and other cruise to look forward to. And uh, it'll be the first time for my husband and my son. So really excited to show it to them. That is so cool. exciting. So this is their first cruise. Uh, you obviously have done multiple because you used to work on Disney Cruise Line. That's a whole other topic we have to cover. But you did used to work there, right? Yeah, many moons ago, I did. Yes, I, I was a beverage server on the Disney Wonder, and it's inaugural season. So, you know, following along with the Disney Wish and its inaugural season is bringing back lots of memories. And I know I'm going to be emotional when I get on board again. Oh, absolutely. This is going to be what a trip. What a trip. And then for their first time, and you're there to kind of guide them through the whole, the whole sailing process. That's so exciting. Thank you. It was definitely one of the highlights of this week. <laughs> <laughs> that is some good pixie dust, Amy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Okay, Kimberly, you're up. What's your pixie dust this week? My pixie dust is that I was able to schedule all three of my children to get their first shot of the vaccine. So they're all over the age of 12 now. So all three of uh, my kids can get the vaccine very soon. Oh, that is exciting. So one step closer to traveling, hopefully for all of us. Yay. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Good news. Good news. It's nice Mm -hmm. to see. I love seeing, you know, on social media and stuff and you see people getting vaccinated and and you feel like, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. I can see. I can see the light. Yeah, I'm very excited. Very excited. Oh, Carrie. Yeah, I should have booked a cruise. <laughs> I might do that for my next Wait. pixie dust. Oh my goodness! I'm just joking. oh my goodness. Oh, <clears throat> so here, I I I'm always like I always kind of hold my breath because sometimes I'm like, what's Carrie's pixie dust going to be? And I I wonder, and and sometimes yeah. Anyway, okay. So Carrie. my pixie dust is will you just. <laughs> Let me let me speak my dust. So my pixie dust this weekend, since you girls can see me, I'll show you, but the people that are listening will be able to hear. You're going to have to describe it. I have this. I I just recently, I I probably said in previous pixie dust, I have a sticker subscription (laughs) that I've, um, that comes every month, a subscription envelope of stickers. It's not a box because there's subscription boxes, but this is not a box. Well, why would they put them in a box? Exactly. It's 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 just a monthly subscription for a sticker delivery. And uh, and it's lovely and amazing. But I've been stressing about how the heck I'm going to organize these stickers. I had them in a bucket. I've like some of them I've like punched holes in them and put them on a ring so I have like easy access to them. And then I found this old binder a scrapbook binder that I never used and then it had a couple of sleeves in it and then I found online to buy more sleeves so I'll show you gals you can, ooh and ah look at this so there's like oh. special so look there's <laughs> sleeves that just fit perfect like strips of stickers so ooh ah so I I could Karen, I you're gonna think, you're gonna need to take a picture so I can put it in the show notes right I didn't um <laughs> I didn't uh I didn't think that I had any pixie dust this week because I've been like last week I've been a bit busier with with work stuff and and it seemed like I hadn't really thought about anything joyful and then um and then I remembered my sticker book and I thought since I put it together last week I've probably sat and looked through it and and felt joy so there's my pixie dust so it's a lovely binder full of wonderful stickers and my next month subscription envelope should be coming any day now uh so i'm excited that's an exciting put them day. in my put them in my binder so i did i did i did look at it a few times and and just revel in the beauty of of the sticker uh organization system <laughs> that has come upon me so that is my pixie dust see i like you say friend you can always find it i seriously thought i was gonna it. have to i don't even know make something up this week but yeah see it was it was right there in the binder beside me (laughs) that's awesome what's your pixie dust so my pixie dust you know shocking because sometimes i spend way too much time with my family but my my pixie dust this week is that we're celebrating uh my great nephew's birthday uh we're planning a zoom meet so i got the invitation yesterday which was kind of funny because my nephew just so it's my nephew's son um 
but we're we're all going to get together on a Zoom meet for his birthday and have like a little family party. So I'm kind of excited because I don't, you know, we don't always get the kids to sit down. We used to do like a Zoom call every Sunday. And then what happened was it always ended up that I was just talking to the sisters that I talked to like all the time anyway. So we had nothing to say and the kids wouldn't come on or whatever. So tomorrow they'll actually be on and, and I'll get to see them and, and celebrate. It's kind of bring your own cake though. Cause we'll all be in our own homes. But <laughs> I actually text my nephew and said, are you sending me cake? And he's like, no, bring your own cake. <laughs> so I'll maybe make a cake to, to celebrate myself. But um, yeah, so I'm excited. I'm excited to spend some time. Uh, cool. online with my my great nephews so yeah that's it very nice yeah that was my that was my pixie dust this was a good episode ladies this is episode 99 yay <gasps> that's so exciting it's that's so awesome easy. it's it, just sneaking in with that last double digit yeah yeah this is it Yikes. Karen, Yikes. We, got a, we got a lot of work to do before the next episode. <laughs> Yikes. We're recording this one a little bit earlier than usual. Yes. So which we is have help uh, us with the with gives the us some extra days of planning the next finalizing the plans of the next one. Yeah. Oh, we, Carrie's trying to make it sound like we really have good plans. <laughs> like <laughs> we've got notes, some notes written down, we some ideas. Notes. We've jotted we a notes. few things. Can I find where I've jotted those ideas? Yes. Possibly not at this point, but we've jotted stuff down. We have, we mm-hmm. have. So hopefully, um, we're just starting to get some of the voice clips and stuff sent in. Uh, we're in the last couple of days. By the time this episode goes live, though, we'll have closed the doors to that because we'll be getting ready to record it. So um, thank you so much, ladies, for, for joining us and sharing your tips. I will put in the show notes um, your email addresses and your Facebook pages. But before we go, where can people find you online? So, Amy, where, what is your Facebook page and Twitter handle? How can people find you? So my social media is the same no matter where you find me. I'm at Pure Magic Amy, or you can find me at www.amy@puremagicvacations.ca. Perfect. And Kimberly, where can people find you? And you can find me mainly on Facebook uh, at Kimberly at Pure Magic Vacations. And I'm also on Instagram at uh, Kimberly at Pure Magic. <laughs> Perfect. And you're both members of our Facebook group. And uh, I will put links in the show notes as well so that people can get in contact with you for your incredible information and trip planning. They can they can reach out to you. That's so fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's so generous of you. Thank you, Fran. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. And uh, yeah, remember, everybody, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you can. That helps out a lot. Tell a friend, get the word out, tell people about our podcast. And uh, till next time, remember, you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after. (laughs) 